Small Business Focus on The Money Show. Pablo Fatidis from Auric Business Incubator. You've got some hippie concept you want to talk to tonight. What's it about? Oh, Bruce, it's not a hippie concept. It's a very, very real concept. It's, there, there's a, there are various types of capital you can use to build your business. And most people think it's always all it's always all about the money. It's Absolutely, often not. it's cash. It's, yeah. the, it's the stuff that folds up. It, yeah. It's the electronic stuff. It's the ones and zeros. It, it, it is the moolah uh, that keeps things going. Mm-hmm. But something we we tend to ignore, and we never really invest in, and we never really build a good store of value in, is something called social capital. I told you it was a hippie concept. It's not a hippie concept. <laughs> it's a very very it's a it's a fundamentally human concept. In Explain a sense. social capital. So social capital is really it's the goodwill that people have towards you. And that goodwill can be used in if you use it effectively, if you use it properly, if you use it appropriately, it can be used to create opportunity, it can be used to invite opportunity, it can be used to provide you with a leg up to the next level. I mean, what so you need to do people favors? Well, you know, the world works on favors in many instances, and business really is fundamentally about people working with people. Sure, there are a whole lot of complex, complicated things that get involved. So there might be tender processes or procedures or whatever the case might be. But Bruce, do you ever do business with people you don't like? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's it's almost against your instinct to do so. Well, it's it, it, it just it's sometimes complicated enough to do a deal with people you do like or people you do respect. If you're sitting around a table with people you don't like or you don't respect, it just adds a layer of complexity and it, it, there is a, a fundamental breakdown in trust because you can bet that the feeling is probably mutual. Uh, because if you're not getting on, you're not getting on. Why would you do a deal with somebody like that unless, um, you know, I don't know, you were selling an undertaking business or something? And, you know, it's funny. The, the way that we operate in the world is so, okay, I'm going to use some what might be considered very hippie terms. Okay. So we engage C- in the world. Cement my hypothesis. Okay. So let me, let me cement your hypothesis. There was a, a chap who I've spoken about who unfortunately died. He didn't die from any severe causes. He died at the age of 92 in 19, I think it was 63, and he had done a huge amount of work on how people relate with life and relate to the world. And he coined the term the human psyche. And in the human psyche, in other words, the way that we engage with life, there are unconscious elements and there are conscious elements. Mm -hmm. And almost 90% of what we do is probably unconscious. But it, it is who we are and what we're made of. Um, and it's the side of us that people see. We, you may try to project something else, but if, any, if somebody spends enough time with you and it probes deeply enough, they'll, they'll see the real you quickly enough. So one of the fundamental parts of building successful social capital, it's not built through what you say. It's built through what you do. Oh, because hey. what you say yes. can be curated and crafted to sure. influence something. But ultimately, if I see you do it once, twice, three, four times, the authenticity of who you are and what your intentions are become very apparent. How's your social capital? Give me a call on 011-883-0702-021-446-0567. Are you struggling with the concept of social capital and you want to know how do you develop social capital in your business? Or maybe you have the social capital silver bullet uh, and you've worked it out. You know what doing the right thing is in your business to get that social capital. Does social capital have a tangible value? 
Because so often you, you look at big corporate deals done and we'll pay $2 billion and we'll give an extra $500 million for goodwill, um, which is the same as social capital. Um, and quite often that goodwill is written off in the first year because actually they'd overpaid and they shouldn't have bought the, <laughs> paid for the goodwill in the first, in the first place. place. Yeah, You know, I think social capital does have a, a tangible value, but it takes time for it to emerge. So here are a couple of things, Bruce, that you can do that will guaranteed destroy your social capital. Oh, yeah. Let's break it and then we'll fix it. So let's break it first. The first thing is, if you really consider what the most important quality of life is that you can never, ever get back, and once it's spent, it's gone, that's time. Because without being aware of how you use people's time, you can be hurting... You waste people's time, they will resent the living daylights out of you. Absolutely. When you look at working with entrepreneurs or when you look at working with any kind of decision maker, probably the scarcest commodity they have is that time. And, you know, I think back to what we did last week where we did the 30-second pitch and we invited listeners to come on board, entrepreneurs to come on board and pitch their business in 30 seconds. How many of those pitches were well thought through? How many of those pitches took 30 seconds of valuable, valuable time on air to launch yourself to the listenership of 702 land and Cape Talk land and how many people garbled it. So you waste time when you don't have a clear intent behind what uh, it is you're going to be communicating. We, we both left the studio quite disappointed last week. It was sort of like, okay, the, 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 a lot of people tried really hard, and that's good. We like trying it. Part of it is educational, so we want to help people tell their stories better. But I got the sense that there were just some people who were just taking the mick. Um, and you get disappointed by that. You go, uh, John, Mary, and Paul were, you know, they, they, they didn't buy the spirit of what we were offering, and, and they wasted our time. And we did not have goodwill towards them. Their social capital was eroded through their failure to play the game we wanted the, the way we wanted it played. And another area where, you, where we sit frequently, some of the emails that we receive might be, it's almost like a thesis of an email. And there are very few people I know who can actually read beyond three or four sentences in an email, especially when that email comes in from someone who's unfamiliar to you. Absolutely. So and, when and, you, and with, I mean, yeah, well, it's hard. Yeah, no, it becomes very hard because there's an obligation in that you want to respond, you want to be polite, you want to be courteous, you want to do all those things right. But when you are getting reams and reams and reams of email in your inbox, you can't read beyond three or four sentences. And very often people turn around and say, I want to make an approach to an organization. In that organization, I've identified who is a decision maker, and then they send through a thesis. It's inappropriate. It's a waste of time. And that person then knows, good grief, if I actually do make the effort to meet you, the five minutes that you're saying you need of my time is going to be a lot more. Pablo Fatidis from Auric Business Incubator with me, as he always is on a Thursday night, talking social capital. Uh, your social capital is the way you know, treating people in the way you would like to be treated. Essentially, I think that's what social capital comes down to because you build up an element of goodwill in your business either through doing favors or simply treating people professionally or simply doing the right thing by people as you run your small business on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. You build up a reputation. You're either somebody who's good to do business with or or you are just the biggest pain in the butt and nobody actually wants to deal, do a deal with you because either you're in it just to do a quick schlenter and you, you're a one-hit wonder and you go in and you smash and grab and you get what's in it for you and you go away and you, you leave nothing, uh, no warmth on the table, no happiness on the table. Am I getting social capital, Pavla? You're getting it 
to a large degree. But what am I missing? Let's tangibilize a little, a little tangibilize. bit. Tangibilize. Yeah, let's make it more real. Let's evangelize, tangibilize, and make up words <laughs> as we go along. Jeez, like I know you've had a long day. Hey, listen, really. tangibilize is a perfectly legitimate word, isn't it? I'm going to Google tangibilize while, Please you, do. while you try and convince me that it's. But what if it's there? Then, then I will admit that you are a linguist. A linguist. <laughs> okay, so do what you say and say what you do. So be careful of what you say you're going to do. All right, that sounds like a bit of a mouthful. But social capital is often built on the back of you performing what you said you would perform. So think about it from this point of view. If you are working with a large organization or you're working with a medium or small organization and you claim you're going to deliver X, Y, Z, and you deliver X, Y, Z, some people call that brand, which absolutely it is, but it's a commercial form of social capital that you've built. Because if someone turns around and says, you know what, you can use Bruce, he's my guy, you won't get fired for using him. That is the value of social capital in building your business. It becomes very, very real. So, Bruce, the, the question is, how do you, how do you craft that? How do you make it happen? One of the most important things is you need to really know what you do do. And you need to really know who your customer is. Because if you're trying to be this, I do everything for everyone and anyone, you become nothing to anyone for everyone. There's no social capital that can ever be built in that. There are quite a few tongue twisters tonight. No, there are, absolutely. And just for the record, um, you can't believe everything that you read. On the internet, because the internet is full of complete <laughs> rubbish. But there is a word called? Uh, the, the, tangibilizing the intangibles. But I do think it's a, it's, yes. a jar, it's a jargony word. The Urban Dictionary claims that it's a word, tangibilize. But I don't see the Oxford English Dictionary or the Cambridge Dictionary here giving it any sort of resonance or any legitimacy whatsoever. So I'm afraid you lose. Um, uh, right. <laughs> that's very unfair. I Bearing in mind that those dictionaries only recently inserted the word selfie. Okay, we only invented it last year, didn't we? Correct. <laughs> um, okay, so it, it's about goodwill. It's about generating that goodwill. The way to destroy that goodwill is to waste people's time, um, to, to not do what you say that you're going to do. Um, give me one last thing about, as to how to destroy okay. social capital, and then it's build some. Okay. There's another, there's another behavior, human interaction, that you often see. So you might go to an event. It might be a work-related event. It might be a social event. And perhaps somebody has a drink or two more than they should. And in that process, they talk about things that demonstrate their fallibility. It might be an insecurity about something. It might be a relationship in their lives that, aren't, that isn't working effectively. Or they may uh, be gossiping about a competitor or about a friend of yours. It could be anything yeah. along those lines. What's absolutely key, especially at work-related events, that you never ever use that against them to your advantage because when that happens Bruce if you think about it we're all fallible we all have an underbelly when somebody's vulnerable and they expose some piece of information that you could use against them and you do firstly it'll be witnessed by other people yeah secondly that individual themselves especially if they have some control over resources or opportunities is going to have a very dim view of you because they realize that in that moment of fallibility, you took advantage. In building relationships, especially relationships of trust, you need to create trusted spaces for open conversations to happen. And in open conversations, the information that's shared, you never use negatively against that other person. And often, 
I see that. I meet with entrepreneurs, the way that they talk about their competitors, the way that they talk about certain pieces of information they have in relation to people who they compete with out in the marketplace. It makes you wonder to what degree when they see your vulnerability Will they do the same How thing? far will they stoop and deal with you? And what it's like anybody. I mean, if, if you're in a circle of friends and people gossip about other friends in the circle, you kind of wonder, well, what do they say about me when I'm not here? It, it's that same sort of sense of like, hold on a second. Um, you know, let's be careful in de- when dealing with people. Um, Andre thinks you're talking complete rubbish, by the way. Oh, yes. Um, Andre Which said, word? Um, and, no, no, not about the word, about social capital. Uh, social capital is a load of poppycock. I've known of many people who have done deals with the devil. Um, That's a separate issue altogether, hmm. though. So let's talk about how that can happen. And let's build on that example because he has, he has an abuse of social capital. So let's say you have a friend, a relative who has a fairly high position in a big corporate and you are attempting to try and sell a product or a service to that big corporate and you go up to that individual and you say, listen, Jack, you've got to get this deal done for me. Can't you influence this or that or whatever the case might be? Now, that's a perfect way to destroy social capital. Completely. Because in doing that, you demonstrate no empathy for Jack's position in that business. Completely. You demonstrate no understanding of how corporates buy. They don't buy on the influence of one person. There's a procurement process. There's a governance process. Theoretically. Yeah. It, uh, theoretically. <laughs> it might not be Jack's turf, and you're asking him to breach someone else's turf and upset relationships, which would cast him in a bad light, as opposed to saying, hey, Jack, how does your organization buy products of this nature? Can you help me figure out how best to access your organization? I mean, that, that's a different, that's a different question. It's a, a completely different, different approach. Different conversation. It's a completely different approach. All right. Favorite question of the day so far, and I'm going to end with this. Um, what uh, would you think of J.R. Ewing as having social capital? Is he not a good example? He's probably the worst example. J.R. Ewing from Dallas of, of probably the most diabolical social capital in the world. Well, I think if you define social capital as fear, J.R. Ewing is fantastic. Yes. Because who would ever cross him or not give him exactly what he wants? If that's your definition of social capital... He's a master. In my view, he's an absolute disaster. Yeah, he was a pig. That rhymed. It would. Mm. So we've invented words and we've rhymed. Pavlo, I think you need to go home and have a nice stiff drink, (laughs) but only when you get home. Uh, And uh, thank you, Pablo Fatidis from Auric Business Incubator, uh, giving us his insights this evening into the world of small business and inventing a word called tangibilize. He didn't invent it. Other people have destroyed the English language long before he came along. (laughs)